Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. And I'm Tom Scholey. A couple of dates where you can see us in October from the 6th to the 9th. We will be in Columbus for CXC. At the end of the month, October 28th to the 30th, we will return to Baltimore Comic Con, a comic book lover's con, and uh, the birthplace of Cartoonist Kayfabe. And October 22nd, you can find me at Jacksonville's Public Library for a comic and zine fest. We are basically up to Kayfabe-tober, so here's a list of Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober drawing prompts. And uh, one for each day. Please tag us and, uh, and bring these to our attention so we can share them if you participate. I uh, love showing off the Cartoonist Kayfabe talent out there, so drop in for Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober and let us uh, spread some cool images around the internet. So today we are going to look at Barry Windsor-Smith, a Cartoonist Kayfabe favorite, his return to the iconic character that he made popular in comic books, Conan, in Conan vs. Rune from 1995. What a crossover. Yeah. This is a uh, BWS vanity project. Do, do you guys know any of the behind-the-scenes story of how this came about? Like, it's it's such a strange, like, awesome. I'm so glad it exists, but, like, him to return to Conan, you know? You know, I don't know the exact specifics because he had done Rune. You know, this is a yeah. Barry Windsor Smith creation for Malibu and Ultraverse mm -hmm. and... and kind of strange to begin with 1995 i think marvel had bought the uh malibu at that point in the ultraverse and i guess that's about all i know i yeah. I, I really don't know i think in the i think in the back matter they say that he takes some time off of storyteller the dark horse series that he is starting to work on in order to do this but i don't know what enticed him if it was that oh, he had a stake in rune some loot yeah yeah so i don't know the reason for it because i mean from the time he leaves Conan, I think fans are clamoring for his return sure, to Conan. Yeah. So it's a big deal, Barry Windsor mm -hmm. Smith back on a Conan book and doing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a character that he had equity in. Because it is a thing where, like, Conan is the bigger draw. Rune was this, like, period in time kind of thing. And the only associations that Barry Windsor Smith had something to do with it. He probably had a little weight to throw around. Like, I'll do Conan, but I gotta, I gotta have him go up against my guy. Super smart, because if you have some equity in this new creation and you want to get some eyeballs on it, that's why you go back and do a Conan. That's it. Because well, it is going to be a bunch of fans that maybe have no idea what Rune is, and, and suddenly and, they're forced to look at it. And the idea of it's like Conan versus Dracula. So it's like that is, it sounds awesome to begin with. So like, why not make it your proprietary Dracula rather than the public domain Dracula? This cover feels so underwhelming to me, yeah. considering what we're looking at in terms of Barry Windsor Smith, height of his artistic powers in a lot of ways. And like, it feels like you found a piece of clip art to put on here and then just like threw together this whole top third. Now, uh, I've seen Barry Windsor Smith complain about the coloring in here, that the coloring was not done by his hand. And you can kind of, like, it feels like it's close to Barry Windsor Smith coloring, but it doesn't have like the... Before I open yeah. it, I just want to point out how violent this cover is, <laughs> because Conan is covered in blood. Yeah. Right? That's pretty hardcore. I mean, when you think yeah. about how far, what he would have been allowed to do when he was doing Conan in the 70s for a mm -hmm. Comics Code approved Marvel comic, and now you've got red blood on the cover. Damn. I mean, this might be the best issue of Conan, you know, and, and it, it kind of better be like, think about the artist that Barry Windsor Smith became. And it's, it's got all the ingredients minus one. There's one ingredient missing, but, um, you know, it's just a really great comic. And you see right off the bat story and art by Barry Windsor Smith. You mentioned color yeah. as being a, uh, a problem or something he's unhappy with. 
the color is really great in one aspect in that I think it's watercolor. Like mm -hmm. you see some effects that are really nice. In 1995, it was full on computer digital color was happening all over the place and not always to good results, yeah. usually not. So he comes in and he's doing this watercolor style that looks really good too dark in this book. Yeah, too dark. I, I think I, maybe the printing might have been what he complained of, you know, of the color, but I remember him complaining about the color. I think it is dyes. I think it's Doc Martin dyes. And I think it's pretty close to the approach that was done with uh, the Valiant work. Yeah. But Storyteller's out, and the palette is certainly the Barry Windsor Smith palette. Like, yeah. a lot of colors that you associate with those Gorblimey prints and that Storyteller color with... You know, the blues and reds and all that. You know, and you compare it to Storyteller, and, like, Storyteller is, like, a more accomplished work. And it's, like, Storyteller, they have the freebooters, where it's kind of like a, a, a existential Conan, or it's like a, like a dissection of Conan, where this is, like, just straight-up Conan. And it's, like, as great as freebooters is, you kind of do want just, like, a straightforward Barry Windsor Smith Conan with, with him at the height of his powers, you know? There's some real badass stuff in here yeah. in terms of Conan. It, it is strange. It's one issue. It's not oversized. Mm -hmm. It's not deluxe or anything. It feels like that, that, you know, you think like this was it, only one yeah. issue. It feels like there would have been more, it would have been bigger or something. Uh, it, but there are some great Conan moments, I think, at least for yes. my money. Here's the rest of the credits. And there's an assistant inker and Eric Hope is the only credited colorist, yeah. which that shocks me. Like, I assumed Barry Windsor Smith had a lot to do with this color. Like, he's colored so much of his work. Yeah. And this color is very distinct. Uh, surprising that he's not credited. Look at the way the flesh tone is applied, though. He has that thing where it's like three colors. They overlap a little in the middle. And you're not seeing that at all on any of the faces in this. So You are seeing some really wild, like, wet-on-wet yeah. wet kind of color treatments where, you know, you see those pigments drying. And it's like blues and turquoise here while you've got your reds over here all in the same color pool, mm -hmm. uh, that stuff is pretty wild, you know, like some of the reds in the faces. Man, I have not worked with those dyes at all, Ed, but it does make me wonder. I like what's here. Like you said, it's a little dark, yeah. but I, I like the idea, and maybe it's just because no other books look this way. If you can do something with those dyes, like you, you are an alchemist, because they, unlike watercolor, where you can just kind of push it around and you could almost erase a little bit with watercolor, those dyes are unforgiving, man. Like, they attach to the paper. That color is there the second you apply it. And you have to, like, work it up a whole lot. Uh, the function of the uh, using the dyes instead of watercolors is, if you're going on, like, the straight black line, uh, you can, you can, uh, the dyes will sink in. Do you think this ink. is, um... This has to be a blue line or a gray line. Yeah, absolutely, because right? when you get situations like this and you have some tapering in the background, like that ink line is sitting over top. And there are good moments. Like the fire, to me, works really well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe some effects lend themselves better than to others. I love when he picks up the jewel that's like glowing yeah. red and it makes his hand glow red. It looks like it should be blood dripping off the fingers, but it's actually just the color of the, the rubies or whatever, those st the rune stones. I guess. But Conan stops in here because he's hungry, he's been on the road, he's been eating lizards that are uh, yeah. sour sour flesh of the lizards in his belly, so stops into this, this city to uh, hopefully find some food, and what he finds is an empty city. Like, something yeah. is wrong here. Yeah, Pretty the, good Conan story yeah. setup. And, mm -hmm. the, and, the, and the blues really sell you on uh, the darkness. Like, all the lights are turned out, man. Yes, and he gets, uh, once he gets in here, like, the wall comes down and he's trapped in here, and he's gonna hear the 
uh, his horse being ripped apart, which is what these panels are describing, and then silence. Right, and and uh, you know, I guess you can't be showing that kind of thing, but that sounds vision like you should see something. I think it works all right narratively. Like he's locked yeah. away, and it's in his imagination now. Like what is doing this? And also, he's in trouble now because his horse is gone. Yeah. Good, good ad placement. If you're reading this comic, you might want to play Dungeons and Dragons too. It, it does seem to fit pretty well. And uh, he keeps moving forward because what else can you do? And what does he find is just carnage, carnage and blood yeah. everywhere. But there's one guy still alive saying, help me. Good, and that guy's going to give us some exposition. Yeah, you get a nice flashback. And it is like, a, it's like, you know, a young Dracula story, you know. Change the color. I love the use of yellow in these sepia tones. So bright for like your setting sky. But yeah, yeah the, the different color for the flashback, a very good indicator. And the bloody dude, Yeah, he looks pretty chewed up. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Red Room, like looking at some of it, where you just got like unidentifiable I mean, viscera, that, you know, you know yeah. it's covered in blood. The way he builds his faces is so interesting, like because human faces do not look like this, but it has a recognizable two eyes, a nose, a mouth. There's some underlying structure, but the way he decides, it's it's pure style. It's, yeah. I, I feel like it's a guy who's conscious of having a drawing style. Yeah, definitely. And the backstory for Rune, I think, is pretty cool here, where they find this guy in very deluxe armor, suggesting yeah. he's royalty or, or God or something, yeah. and it takes 100 days to nurse him back to health. Like, whatever had torn him up tried to kill him yeah, very implying, hard. Implying a lot of really cool backstory. And I guess he's, like, in his Vlad the Impaler kind of uh, armor. And um, talking about faces, like, I love the design of Rune's face because it's like he has a jaw that can like unhinge it's like a snake or something yeah and then like swallow a person whole you know and it comes across in the drawing those yeah. corners of the mouth go back further and further to the edge of the jaw uh, before I go further I want to take this minute to let everybody know we are working cartoonists and the way we pay the bills at Cartoonist Kayfabe is that you buy our books Ed Piscor's Red Room Trigger Warnings and the Antisocial Network the first two volumes of Red Room are now available wherever books and comics are sold they're completely self-contained and can be read in any order so pick those up or order those now today wherever you buy books tom shioli's fantastic four grand design the deluxe treasury oversized edition beautiful retelling of the overall story and history of the fantastic four available now jack kirby the architect behind fantastic four and the marvel universe the jack kirby biography available now wherever books are sold uh, street angel deadly scroll live back in print from image comics and hulk grand design monster madness the comic books are available now. The Oversized Treasury Edition will be out in January. You can pre-order that now wherever you buy books. And now, back to Rune versus Conan. So how about that build, man? Because uh, this is when their world changes forever. Yeah. Turn the page and crash into madness as Rune, back to full health, starts feasting in front of everybody on the uh, nearest young woman. And what does he do? Unhinges that jaw you're talking yeah. about, Tom? completely bites her head off and eats it in front of everybody and then just carnage follows and this is this is where you get bummed that the ink is a little bit dark mm -hmm. because that's a room full of people that are responding he's ripping people in the air ripping them apart wish it was a little bit more clear and easy to read yeah and and uh, a story note he's uh eating like the the girl who was like most responsible for nursing him back to health it's like this guy is like scum it's such a disgusting visual, too, that he bites her head off, and the hair is what... It's almost a goatee that's right, sticking out of yeah. his mouth as he's, like, swallowing that head. There, There's a movie called, uh, the, I think, The Taking of Deborah Logan, uh, where the big 
sort of climactic moment. It's a horror movie where he, camera goes on this lady and the jaw unhinges yeah. and goes and it is because it's that it's like uncanny valley in a way where it's like you see a recognizable thing now you see all the anatomical bits you recognize but it's in such a ghastly shape that your brain is trying to make make sense of seeing this new thing animals that can do that it is an ugly weird like you say ghastly like it, it looks unnatural because yeah. so few animals can do that so it's like a transformer that you've got an extra hinge or something there that you can open up it's a little bit of the predator yeah. uh, mouth yeah. which is a cool makes it a cool design i think so this guy finishes his tail and uh basically asks conan to uh for, for mercy yeah asks him to kill him and he says you know if your god still listens speak to them now and then uh, a flash of cold steel, and it's done. I love this panel. Very simple, but you just turn the angle as Conan leaves the blood-soaked room. And man, what what a great setup for this like bad guy you're going to have to go up. That's against. right. That's that's when I was rereading this. That's what it stood out to me is like we've read a fair amount of Conan on this show, and uh, coming back to this book, having not read it since the '90s, it's like this is pretty good Conan yeah. setup at least so far. So he keeps going through. You know, the guy kind of outlined a way to to you know escape the where he's locked up and it emerges on a courtyard where it is a vision from hell to quote the book and you can just see nothing but but body parts even a throne made out of like bones and flesh you can see a torso in there it's a little dark but you can see it's stretched for like the back of the throne real smart to use uh computer color on the um captions because it is a very muddy color, mm -hmm. and if you had to read text over top of that, even if it was just yellows and oranges, that could be a challenge. You're right about that. That that digital color, it's a good use because it does create a, makes that lettering pop. Man, there's like upside down that body's like the legs are hung up and the torso is just ripped off of it. Yeah, this is like, I mean, all through this time, I guess, Barry Windsor Smith is picking away at that monster <laughs> story too. So it's all that kind of like dehumanization kind of stuff. Conan destroys the throne, just upset, and then lightning spit, splits the sky, and you see the shadow, the lines of like motion as this thing is just coming at impossible speed. Conan in his pose, ready to receive it. Some interesting comic bookiness sort of coming in in this very, uh, I don't know, illust illustrative kind of like naturalistic kind of story. Yeah, again, this is where you get, like, any of the places where we get dark, it's such a bummer because yeah. the drawings that you're able to see look amazing. Yeah, and, and by and large, you're keeping Rune, his Rune colors, and that does not help when you yeah. have a grape sky. Yes, very true. Very dark sky. Rune quickly grabs his sword and has, like, spiked knuckles, too, a little bit of the remnants of his armor on one of his hands, and you see skulls and bones all around as Conan goes down into the uh, into the carnage. It's so weird to turn a page and get this kind of ad in the middle of it. I, we, we need, like, a reprint of this, like the monsters, hard cut, you know, just black and white. Just let's look at this I'd art. love to see this in black and white, and, you know, based on Rune and, and all those Ultraverse, I bet you never... You know, you just never see it. Imagine the yeah. legality. Yeah, of trying I wonder what to get... the legality is. Yeah. All right. So the battle from this point on, it's pretty much we're gonna have a showdown between this godlike rune vampire and uh, and Conan, and it goes back and forth. This is a wrestling match, right? Give and take, and that's that's Weapon X. That is Weapon X. I like that Rune has those incisors, or it's two teeth and then incisors. Not, it's not very disgusting. Too, man. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Wolverine is kind of like, just fuse these two characters together, you get Wolverine. And he always thinks about that jaw, you know, like that mouth opens bigger than the mouth yeah. of any uh, BWS 
characters. Yeah, when you say that, it makes me think like he should just punch him and have his fist go into his mouth, <laughs> like stuck. <laughs> It'd be amazing. He could rip out a throat or something like that. It, it is a really great fight scene, and it's like down in dirt. They're slipping and sliding in the entrails as rain's coming down. I mean, I, I, I'd love... You know more and more pages you know but it is like yeah just like a sort of one shot thing you're right about the slipping and sliding it really does feel like they are going back and forth and it's not just each other that they're fighting but even the ground itself like the bones and stuff are popping up you see like bits of blood you know coming up as they're like kicking and sliding puts a rib into rune's neck and that kind of turns things for him. It's the opening. And then we get to read about how much Conan is just punching until like mm -hmm. his knuckles, the white of the bones are exposed from punching him in the face. It's it's interesting to see Barry Windsor Smith's like incredibly morbid worldview that he develops by this point applied to like what's pretty much like a pop comic. This is like this is like standard pop stuff. Yeah, when you put it through that lens, it's interesting to think you return to this character that made you famous. And this is the story that you tell when you come back to it? Like, mm -hmm. what a violent, dark, I mean, almost hopeless story. He's doing all these meditations on death. And yet the hopelessness, like you think about how the ending goes. And it's like just like a really cynical ending. This is like the Barry Windsor Smith palette, man. Like yeah. these greens against oranges and things. Yeah, so whenever Conan finally gets the upper hand, he's drawn to those rune stones. And whenever he grabs them, things get weird. A billion souls screaming in horror. And that's a little bit of, this sequence is a little bit of a callback to like the first issue of Conan the Barbarian, where there's like a moment where he starts seeing like astronauts right, and like yeah. all kinds of stuff. That's true. Yeah, we covered that issue and the John uh, Buscema adaptation of that same issue. You mentioned in seeing this vid. in black and white. Do you realize how different this looks in black and white? Like this sky that is almost black on the page here would just be open. It'd be right? gone, yeah. You know, it would, it'd be line art. It'd be mm -hmm. very light colored if you saw this in, in black and white. It was the Red Nails guy, by the way, I think. Yeah. You'd be, kind, you'd be blinded by the light of it. There'd be so much white coming off of it. And that's the thing, like, uh, usually the color separates the forms in a Barry Windsor Smith thing. Like, we've, we've done videos where we looked at the essential right. and just saw black and white line art, and it was like, what the fuck are we looking yeah. at? Nobody else could color this. Uh, but the color just, it doesn't help things very much. Yeah, that's interesting. Because his line art is usually so busy, and now yeah, you add a like a busy coloring style on top of it. It's almost like the ultimate, in a weird way, the ultimate Barry Windsor Smith, where it is just busy on busy on busy. It's the height of 1990s ads, where, where they just basically call you douchebags and stuff. Are you like, Wolverine, he's a wuss. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm it's, it's always that, contentious. The Daitanuki ad campaign. Or like a Daikatana. Daikatana, where it's like, uh, you know, uh, eat, eat my shit or something. No, like it's, it's, I think it's something about balls. Suck, yeah, suck something. <laughs> you know what's bad, though? This is the old wrestling problem. If there's never a chance to do the payoff, you can't be calling some someone out like that. There's no payoff. Bugs infest him. This is the part that left me a little bit confused reading this, is whenever Conan kind of like wakes up out of this madness and Rune is just gone. You know, he's been infected with bugs, which makes for a great visual, but I don't totally understand it. Although he wakes up in just a carnage field, which <laughs> is pretty easy to understand. And as he's leaving, like written in blood, I believe, is this... Uh, Helter Skelter. <laughs> <laughs> it's this this set of, of information. Separation, warrior, journey, disruption. No idea like 
how effective that is overall as a story. And his horse's piece. head is on fire. And sort of like the revenge in this story is him getting wanting to get revenge on the guy who killed his horse. Like way at the beginning, you, you hear his horse getting killed from the other side of the door. And, uh, and yeah, like Conan must have sort of had him on the ropes. And this is Rune's like last play is to kind of dazzle him with this as he makes his escape. And so he hasn't defeated Rune. Rune is doesn't have to like crawl into a hole for a thousand years ago. Like Rune has just gone someplace else. It might take him a week to heal up, and then he's back to just uh, you know decimating the ancient world. Yeah, Conan grapples at his burning sword, his numb fist blistering without sensation. <laughs> and that's uh, kind of it, right? Yeah. He leaves, and it says, you know, the, the devil is upon this land, let all men fear. It feels like the idea here is launch Rune as or, a character. Yeah, or you get know? Rune out of it. Like, no more Rune. That might be Marvel's plan, but if you've got a financial stake in it, I don't think that's Barry Windsor Smith's idea. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's very proprietary. Like, of course, like, a million creators are like, it's my character, like, don't touch it. You know I guess I mean? so. Like, there's a million examples of that. It feels like a setup for Rune, though, to, to carry on, you know? Right. The the presage the Holocaust to come, you know, like this creature is now loosed. And, and that there'll be a rematch that we're going to slowly build towards, <laughs> you know? So, Windsor Smith's art looks great. I, I, I wonder how, like, the Conan fans responded to this issue, if they even did, because this is late 1995. Yeah, getting so. lost in the mix. Um, it, it's kind of like a Lovecraft kind of thing too, where it's like you survived this encounter with these forces and you're just lucky to get out. And only because Conan's so fucking tough that he's not just like a gibbering, uh, you know, uh, fool a after that. It is, it is definitely Conan is tough because yeah. you figure there's a whole city of people that couldn't do it, mm -hmm. uh, whenever they were all together fighting, but Conan's able to survive by himself. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's a wild issue. It's really interesting as crossovers go like this. It's Barry Windsor Smith's last Conan comic, you know, other than Freebooters, which is kind of like middle-aged Conan. Um, I don't know where it fits on the Rune timeline, if, like, he does any more I Rune think this is it for this. Rune. Yeah. Guys, good to go? Yep. Okay, favors like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what do you got out there, man? I have Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness in stores now as comic books, and the oversized treasury size collection will be out in January, but you need to order that now. And Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live is back in print from Image Comics, eight complete stories of Street Angel in full color. And uh, follow me on patreon.com slash jimrug, where you can see a lot more of my comics and art. Tom, what do you have, man? Uh, check out Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. It's the life story of Jack Kirby in comics form. And we got Fantastic Four Grand Design, where I take the whole story of the Fantastic Four and boil it down into one uh, story with a, a beginning, a middle, and end, uh, putting a capper on that whole mythology. Check out my YouTube channel, Total Recall Show, uh, where I'm doing Thursday comics, reviewing a an issue of Thor every Thursday. And uh, do... Uh, do uh, Jacktober, it's uh, a, a series of drawing prompts for the month of October, one for every day, Jack Kirby-related drawing prompts. Red Room Trigger Warnings and Red Room the Anti-Social Network trade paperbacks are in stores as we speak. Each one contains four uh, unique stories that uh, are complete tales. So if you see any of these books, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, try the other one out also. Uh, this material is up on my patreon archived right now as we speak for three bucks you get more than 300 pages worth of stuff 
and uh, you get access to new Red Room comics that haven't hit paper yet. I'm serializing new stuff every Tuesday. Hit up my link tree in the description below this video and you'll be able to get access to all that stuff. Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, fanny packs, and all kinds of good Kayfabe stuff at our spread shop in the link below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel given those marching orders will be on our way. Read more comics.